You know, Pastor JJ talked about last week, you know, and if you're here, this is what I want you to understand. He shared this last week because it's all about coming to a place where you kind and you find God, you know God. And for some people, you know, you come, you, you know religion, but you don't know God. And I want to let you know you've found the right place if you want to hear about Jesus. You want to hear about God this morning. And then after you give your life 100% to Jesus, you know what you need to find? You need to find freedom in your life. And that's what God begins to do. Things that, you know, they were, they were chained us down to this world and different things. It's like you cut those, you allow God to cut those chains. And what happens And you begin to discover your purpose, why you're here on this earth and what God's called you to do. And then when you find that, you know what happens? You can really make a difference. You know, we were we had Christmas and and and, and uh, Thanksgiving and some of you all in laws and outlaws this week and last week and you're going, man, I'm glad that's over with, you know. And, and but you know what? Some of you were able to share the difference that God's made in your life in this new year. So this morning, what I want to do, we're going to start a new series this morning. And the name of it, it's time. Say, look at your neighbor. It's time. Look at your other neighbor. You didn't want to look at. Go. It's time for you too. It's time. You know, you ever been traveling down the road? Listen, let me just make a confession. I'm going to make a few confessions. One of this, I'm barely a Christian when I'm on the highway. <laughs> or I'm in town. I'm just telling you. I mean, sometimes, we, you know, someone's at a light, and, and you want to do the Christian thing. You want to do the little beep, 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 you know. But sometimes in my heart, I want to go, rah, rah. Come on. I mean, I'll be driving down the road. Tracy go, baby, baby, it's okay. We're going to get there. Settle down. I go, and she goes, what? It could be someone from the church. I go, well, they need to learn. I'll give them an example. Y'all pray for me. And so I want to get, I want to get, and see, see, this is what we want to do this year. Pastor Josh, Jamie, and JJ and I and our wives, we want you to get going. It's time to go. It's time to go after God. It's time to go after things that you've been making excuses to put off. Come on. And so what I want to do is today, I want, to, I want you to know the light is green and it's time to move. Honk! Honk! Okay, it's time to move. This series is going to be a catalyst to get you to the place where you begin to make moves toward God. And as you move toward God, how many of you know God will move toward you? And so all of us want that. And so let's go to the Bible in Luke chapter, and, and it's going to tell you, it on the road, someone asked if I could go along. I'll go with you wherever. He said, and this is Jesus, Jesus was curt. And I'm like, what does curt mean? So I looked it up, and it means short and like quick, like serious. Like, you know, you get your kids and you get in the car and go, get in the car now. Yes, ma'am. Because... You ever help someone? It's like if their house is on fire, and the way and you go walk in, and you, you know you you can't be nice. You got to be curt. Get out of the house! Your house is on fire. Wake up! Come on. That's the most loving thing you can do at that moment. And what he's saying. So Jesus, he wasn't yelling. He's just really quick. He's saying, "Hey," he goes. Jesus with curt. Are you ready to rough it? We're not staying at the best ends. You know. Jesus said to another, and let let me just say something right here in the middle of this. Some of you are looking for an easy way. Come on, the easy route. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Amen? Amen. And that's what Jesus said. And he said, let's go to another. He said, follow me. 
he said, certainly, but, okay, there's good buts in the Bible and there's bad buts in the Bible. It's where you put your butt, okay? But first, excuse me for a couple of days, please. I have to make, make arrangements for my father's funeral. Jesus refused. First things first. Your business is what? Life, not death. Let's go on. And life is urgent. Announce God's kingdom. Then another said, I'm ready to follow you, master. But first, excuse me while I get things straightened out at home. Some of you need to get things straightened out at home. And he said this. Let's go to the next. Jesus said, no procrastination. That's a big word, right? A lot of syllables in that. And how many of you know that we all walk in that sometimes? Come on, man. Projects around the house. Come on, that, that squeaky door. The trash needs to go out. You need to unload, fix the fence. Come on. Come on, I'm preaching right now. All the men are like, shut up, man. Come on, man. Man, I'm Pastor Bubba. I mean, I work offshore, man. I mean, my, my wife has a list for me. Don't be bringing revival to the list. You got a brand new year and a brand new opportunity to have a fresh start this year. Amen? Amen. You see, I believe this. I believe the Bible has a lot to say about old and new. There's a lot of things we used to do. Come on. And some of you still doing them. And there, but there's some new things God has for you. And that's what I want to, it's like this. I want the scales that are over your eyes, over your heart to drop today. Is that all right? And that hopefully I can be like a guide and say, this is where we're at. This is where we're going. This is what you need to do, all right? So first thing I want to do is I want to say this. You need to move on from your old history. If you've been bankrupt, you've been divorced, if you, you know, you've had health issues, you, your, your language in kind of as good as it used to be, you've, you know, sometimes you've had pain, it's been hard. Let, let me just say this. Some of you... That was history. You need to get beyond that, okay? Isaiah, I love what Isaiah says. Look what it says. First word, it says what? Forget the former things. He says, do not dwell on the past. How many of you know people stay in the past too long sometimes? You need to stop watching the commercials and seeing that movie playing over your mind again and again. And God wants to give you a new screen. He wants to give HTV, whatever that, I don't know, eight. Thank you. Y'all know. I'm still learning. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a what? How many of you want God to do a new, a new thing in your heart, in your life? Three people. The rest of you, we're praying for you. I'll give you another. How many of you want God to do a new thing? Okay. Then you got to pursue some things. And he says, a new, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and the streams in the wasteland. God said, no matter what you're going through, no matter where your, fa- your journey is, I can meet you right where you're at. I can me- you can have a new beginning. And see, also, we need to move from old habits. Come on. Some of you have allowed too much stuff in your life. You're addicted to phones. Oh, Pastor Bubba, don't go there. <laughs> you know, I had a lady, I told, I told him, so, you know, she went, woo, like that. And I said, you know, there's a preacher, old preacher, he said, he said, if you throw a brick in a pack of dogs, whichever one yelps is the one you hit. She yelped. 
And there were some few people barking. But here's the thing. You can have, it could be computers. It can be food. Hey, during the holidays, let me just come. One of my things that I'm going to do on the, our 21 days, I'm staying away from chocolate. My wife looked at me and goes, baby, you've been eating that chocolate. And like, she know, I like, my, chocolate is usually not my downfall. Bluebell ice cream <laughs> is my downfall. I mean, I see it and it talks to me and it has hands. It goes, Baba, <laughs> milk chocolate. And I go, I, I like, I'm old school. I don't need all the fancy rocky road. I've already walked the rocky road. I don't need to eat one. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I don't need gravel. I, I just want the real pure things. You can give me vanilla, but I needed some chocolate sauce to put on it. I'm just real simple. And see, for some of us, it may, it may be some of those things. It may be social media, whatever it is. Let me just say, there's some old habits that we're going, man, I need to get rid of that. How I many you feel that way sometimes? Come on, see, that bluebell, I just released something in here. I just, when you, you confess a, a sin of bluebell, people just start getting real. Maybe you picked up some bad habits and, 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 and you're going to do, I, I just need change. See, next week we start 21 days of prayer and fasting. And you can do things. See, it's time to let go of anything in your life that's mastering you. And saying, God, here's a moment. It might be, some of you might want to, you know, fast food. Some of you might want to fast media. Whatever it is, I want the Holy Spirit to speak to you, but you got to be open. And there's got to be things that I believe this, or maybe things that God wants to unlock in your life. I believe this. When you give Jesus the keys and he starts driving, we like to tell him how to drive sometimes. Hello. The, the thing is, we need to let him drive. You see, Anything you master. Fasting is not punishing yourself. It's separating yourself from the world so you can focus on God. That's what fasting's all about. See, Isaiah, again, here's another scripture from Isaiah. It just says, it's, is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the what? Come on, how many need some chains broken off? Come on. Pastor Bubba, I got some serious chains. Well, God takes, he's in the business of serious chains of injustice and untie those cords of the yoke to set the oppressed. I mean, if you've been depressed, oppressed, you know, just down, he says this, set the oppressed what? Free. That's what the gospel brings. It brings freedom. That you don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to be somebody else. You can be yourself in God. Amen. I can't preach like T.D. Jakes. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Get ready. I'm not Joyce Myers. I'm the other sex. You know what I mean? That's number one. I'm not some of the, you know, I'm not Jensen Franklin that can fast and all this. I'm not that. I'm Bubba McCann. And I get to be me. I don't have to put on a mask and try to put on a show for you, but I can just be me and you can be real. And see, that's what happens when you come and God brings freedom. You get rid of the facades, the mask. When I'm scared, people see me who I really am. That's okay. That's the way God really made you. And see, and he says, and break. Come on. How many of you need some things broken off your life? Come on. Some of you got opinions all the time. That needs to be broken. Come on. Some of you been mean. Some of you, I saw you. You were fussing when you were driving up the parking lot. And you said, oh, there's Pastor Mother. <laughs> I saw you. Preachers have ears eyes behind their head anyway, but that's not true. But I was telling, uh, I, you know, when I was a little kid, I had big ears. I still got big ears. 
okay? That means I need to listen twice as much. God was trying to speak to me, all right? So we break every yoke. God wants to break every yoke. And God wants, here's the third thing. God wants, you got to move from old, old hurts. Come on. It happened. The eggs are scrambled. Okay, let's do a survey. How many of you have ever been hurt in your life? Okay. How many of you have hurt other people? How many of you don't, you know, some of you, some of you go, those people deserved it. No, they did not. They didn't deserve it, just like you didn't deserve it. Some of you, I mean, I grew up, you know, my, my mom was pregnant when she was 16, had me. My, my grandmother had to raise me, help raise me for some of the first years when she was going through school, finishing school, and, and that was okay. But you know what? I can look back. I, got, I went through divorce. My parents divorced when I was 10, and, and it was hard for me. I was hurt. Then I had to meet my stepfather, and I blamed him, and it wasn't his fault. Are you hearing me? And so I allowed my hurt to create a bitterness inside of me. And God wanted to break that thing. And when I got saved, he broke that thing. I had to go to my stepfather. God spoke and asked him to forgiveness the way I felt about him. And the things I said behind his back. Because actually he was a good man. He was a wonderful man. And he loved me. And see, and I appreciate, I can look back now that I'm older, I appreciate what he did. When I was going through all that, I didn't. Because I was blind. And I was smoking a lot of dope. Anyway. <laughs> you have to move on. You have to turn the page. You can't keep reading the same chapter and expecting change to take place. Oh, and so it's just, when I was so-and-so, they did this to me. When I, change the channel. Come on. And that's where some of us are. We're stuck on the same channel. We're stuck on the same thing. And God wants to move. So Corinthians says it this, this way. It says, therefore... If anyone is in Christ, listen to what it says, the new creation has come. That means that God wants to do things new in your heart and in your life. And he said, the old has gone. Aren't you glad when you met Jesus, some of you here this morning, that you're not doing the same things you used to do? Come on. Some of you guys, you thought you were God's gift to women. You used to be, listen, you used to be a hunk, but now you're a chunk, so shut up. <laughs> Come on, somebody go, I'm barking now, Pastor. Anyway, you hit me. And he said, the old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God. Who did that? Who can bring change? I, who can bring change? God. And he says, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. In other words, there was a divide, and that the divide was sin. It was habits, hurts, wounds. Are you hearing me? And Jesus came to set us free. He said, God, I'll go. And God loved us enough that he demonstrated his love through his son, Jesus, that he died for. He came for you, and he came for me. That's what he came. That was his purpose. That was his mission, that you would find freedom. He didn't want you to find religion. He wanted you to find uh, freedom. He wanted you to find a relationship, just like he had with his father. He said, he looked at his disciples. He, one of his prayers, Father, make them one like you and I are one. Let, him, let us be one to us. You see, you see, reconcile means to be, it's like you had a balance and it goes to zero. And see, what happens is it means there was a balance and we need to take care of that. And Jesus came and took care of that for us. See, I can't start the next chapter of my life if I keep rereading the last chapter I had. 
You see, and, and some of you need to get out of that book. So what do I do? I, I love coming here because y'all ask good questions. What do I do, Pastor Bubba? Well, let me tell you, there's a power in your life in, 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 to change. John the Baptist and Jesus had the same message. And actually the apostles, when they got saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, it said they gave them the gift. And it's this. It meant what they said. And, it said for the, and it, it, what happened is in Matthew, this is what it said. Let's go to Matthew. From the time on Jesus began to preach, repent. Now, see, some of us look at that and go, I've heard that all my life. I've had it in different farms. I've had preachers go, repent! <laughs> I've even heard them go, repent, you second, you know, cigarette second sinner. <laughs> I could go, I, there's a bunch of other ones I could tell you too, but not going there. I remember a guy go, repent! Women, you look like you got a mattress tied to your backside. I'm not here to say all that. I said it. <laughs> but this is what he said. I remember being in New Orleans ministering at the Fisher Projects with my friend, Darren Bruce, that's gone on to be with the Lord. And it's not even there anymore. It's been torn down. It was flooded, everything. And there was a guy, literally, he was standing in the, in the medium in New Orleans, and he was preaching to the Fisher Projects, but he was drunk, holding a Gideon little Bible, a little switchblade. You know, the Bible's a sword, but he had a switchblade. Little one. And he was up there. Repent! I'm like, yeah, right. Look at you. You messed up. It comes, we might not be drunk, but can I tell you something? We were holding on to everything we had, and we didn't know Jesus. And we, we knew there were some things that needed to change in our life. But it, it, Jesus, listen, repent is not a negative word. It's just not. It, because you have seen the guy on the corner and, you know, they, they, people say all these things. But repent is a positive word. You can turn and change. That's what it means. Change your mind. Change your thoughts. How many of you need to get rid of some stinking thinking? You see, the problem is, here's the problem. We're the king of our hearts and our lives. And we sit on the throne. And what has to happen, there needs to be a throne exchange. That I get off of the, my throne, and I allow Jesus to sit on the throne of my heart. And then I learn to hear him, and I repent of my ways. That means I, I change my thoughts. He helps me with that. He speaks, and that's why I left the Holy Spirit to be a guide, to teach us, to help us. How many of you know we all need help? Come on. Just me? Okay, how many of you need help? We all do. We all need help. And we can't do it ourselves. And you see, what happens is, repent, you make Jesus the new king in your life, and he becomes near. He gets closer. How many of you want to be close to God? If you, here's, what, here's the principle. If you pursue God to get closer to him, he will draw close to you. That's a promise. That's not a suggestion. And see, it's time to change. So I want to talk to you about four areas that need to change really quickly and to get this done. It's time to get closer to God. What do you mean, Pastor? I love God, but I want to get closer, Pastor Bob. I'm going after God, and, but here's how you can go after God. Maybe you ought to get involved in the 21 days of prayer and fasting. 
that we're going to have in the mornings. There are going to be devotions, different pastors, different people in the church are going to do morning devotions. We're going to have prayer meeting. We're going to have prayer time, different days of the week. I, you know, it might be your opportunity to get involved for the first time. He said, I've never tried that. Listen, I'll just say this. If you want change, you've got to change some of your habits. Come on. I'm going to run after him. I'm, here's what I'm determined for the year. I'm going to run after him like I got saved last night. Are you hearing me? Remember how excited you were? Remember what you had? There's some things you need to do that you hadn't done in a long time or you've never done. If you won't change, you've got to do that. See, James says this. Look what it says. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your, lo- your loyalty. Loyalty in the scripture means love. Many times it means love. It says your loyalty is divided. Come on, between God and the world. I mean, that's what happens when you create habits. Listen, if I came home and I announced to my wife, he said, baby, you know, we've been together for 35 years. We've known each other for 38 years, almost 40 years. And I would, and I said, baby, you know what? I love you, but I I got a new girlfriend and she's moving in. Listen, after I wake up after three days of being unconscious. <laughs> but that's what God's saying. That's what the scripture's saying. He says, you've got to divide. You, you're divided between God and the what? The world. But God doesn't want another lover in your life. Hello. You see... I believe this, what, you, what your life, what would your life look like if you just decided, oh, you know what, I'm going to make 52 services this year. Now, some of you can't because you work offshore or your jobs, or I understand, those are, there, there are things, but if you just said this, I'm going for 52, I'm going for every week, I wanna, I'm going to purpose in my heart, I'm going to bring some change in my life, I need to bring some order, I need to bring some discipline to my mind and my heart. Come on, Hello. And then you go, that's what I want to do. What would your life look like? What would your life look like if you just said, I'm, going, I'm doing the 21 days of prayer and fast. I've never fasted from anything I've ever wanted. Come on. I see, you know what I mean? You, I don't know what your devils are. I just don't. I mean, I've given up hunting. That's, that's the Lord. But anyway, just, <laughs> anyway. And all the other hunters said, Amen. I'm trying to help y'all guys. All right. Okay, but here's the thing. What what would happen? You know, here, here's the thing. I believe this. Number two is time to get honest with a friend. God designed us for accountability. You need someone to take the journey with you. Listen to me. Um, I'm still doing chemotherapy. Tomorrow I go to, the, I go to Our Lady Lords and I sit in a, a chair for four and a half hours and get a chemo treatment. I've done over 65, I think. I've done, you know, uh, 15 rounds of radiation. I've had different surgeries. Pastor Jacob said, how does, that, how does that chemo anointing work? I go, I radiate, man of God. I radiate. My doc, I had a doctor last week. He's the grumpy doctor, the grumpy oncologist, and he said, but he goes, we're talking, we actually grew up around each other and friends and all that. And um, we're just talking about how, you know, you're stubborn when you're young. You think you know it all. Then you come to a point where you go, man, I, 
everything that the world tells me is going to make you happy doesn't make you happy anymore. And I just started talking to him about, you know, I said, you know, and he goes, well, I told your wife and your son you weren't going to make it a year ago about this time. And he goes, he said, but this is what he told me. He said, but you know what? When I look at you, you're my miracle. You're my miracle to know. He said, I've learned late in life about all the stubbornness and thinking I know it all. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. Cancer doesn't define me. What defines me, I love what Pastor Jacob told me. He said, Bubba, you are a miracle. And because you're a miracle, you're a sign and wonder to everybody else. People go, wow, I wonder how. I think about Joel, Josh and Lindsay's little boy. I told Pastor Josh one day, I said, let me tell you something. Josh, Joel has preached to more people than you and I will ever preach to in this whole surrounding community and and around the country and around the world. When they saw pictures of that little blonde-headed, beautiful little boy stuck with tubes, and I can't, you can't even imagine all the things that they walked through. And to see, and I remember God gave uh, Lindsay, uh, just, just he said, Lindsay, I want you to have hope. I want you to trust. And as they walked through things, had to make decisions and trust God. Go against doctor's advice sometimes. Hello? And then you see that boy today, and you go, he's not wearing a backpack. He has a little snack pack. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, all those things. And we go, that is a miracle. That's a miracle. And see, can I tell you something? You might not walk with things, but God spoke to me when we came to the city. And, and God spoke to me at Founders Square in, in, in this city as I was praying one morning before church. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, Bubba, they found natural oil here, but you're going to tap into my supernatural oil that brings healing in people's lives. And I think, I'm thinking, maybe God was trying to tell me that I was going to fix and go through something. But I was too dense to see it. But can I tell you something? There's been people that have walked into this room and experienced the healing oil of Jesus. Physically, mentally, psychologically. There's been marriages. There's been people that have come together. There's been healing of parents with children. There's God's supernatural oil. God does, still does the super in our natural. Come on. This is why we're a church of groups. That's why we get together. You know what I mean? We get together. I mean, yesterday I was having lunch with Luke, and some of you saw my Facebook page and made comments. Why didn't you invite me to eat crawfish with you? Well, you don't know my story. I have a friend of mine who lives in Lacassine, and he just called me and said, Hey, Pastor Bubba, didn't you want a, cup, a bag of crawfish? Like, I said, Yeah, but like next week or something. It was a, I, I can't do it. You got to come pick up four bags. I'm tithing my crawfish. He tithes his crawfish. He tithes money, but he tithes crawfish too. I like the results of the tithe anyway. <laughs> and, and I'm like, he goes, but you got to come get them now. And so Luke and I drove the lag and picked them up. And on the way there, I tried to call Tracy, but I didn't know what she was doing. She was real quick. I can't go. I didn't know she was treat, teaching Olivia how to drive. And you don't want to, you know, I mean, she goes, I had to pay attention, you know. And, and, and it's like, and it's like, so I started calling people. And, and Luke gets a little nervous. He goes, Dad, you might ought to call Mom and let her know you got people coming to eat crawfish. <laughs> After I invited people, I had the cooker, Mark. Mark, I mean, let me tell you something. Mark Guidry can cook crawfish. Anything, he can make a boot taste good. <laughs> He'd just call it a la soul. But anyway, just. <laughs> 
I mean, so I started inviting people, and if you weren't invited, I'm sorry. I just was trying to do what I could. And then I finally got in touch with my wife. I tried, tried to test where her heart was. I go, hey, babe. She goes, hey. I go, hey, um, I got a dog. I'm bringing a dog home. She goes, oh, okay. I go, okay, she's in a good mood. Anyway, <laughs> if she's ain't okay about a dog, she didn't know. I said, hey, um, I got four bags of crawfish. And I invited people. Or you okay? And she goes, okay. <laughs> I had a speakerphone, so Luke is my witness. I go, we're going to have crawfish tonight. And so if I walk backward a little bit today, it's because we had crawfish last night. Anyway, see, here's what it says. And look in James. It says this. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. About two months ago, as I was doing some chemo, I was coming back, and I wasn't discouraged. I'm not a discouraging kind of person. I was just at a point where I, I just felt like Pastor Jim LaFoon asked me, he said, Bubba, you ever think about death? I go, no, I don't think about death. I think about enough is enough. Come on. That's what just and I remember that, that day I said, you know, this is it. I'm, I'm not doing chemo. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm going to quit the drugs. I'm going to do all this stuff. And I called my wife. Tracy, I'm telling her all this. I'm just frustrated. Come on. No one ever gets frustrated in this room. Y'all pray for me. And I'm just like, hey, I'm tired of this. And she, her response, see, I've learned a lot from my wife. She has empathy. I don't sometimes. You know, I'm the kind of like someone come from counseling. You need to repent, get right with God, and get out there and quit doing that. Amen. Let's go. And some of us need that sometimes. But she's more like, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. I, she just had empathy for me. And she just listened. She goes, I have no idea what you go through. I don't know the things. She started telling me. And she goes, but Bubba. And I could hear, you know, you can hear people kind of cry when they're talking to you. I didn't see her, but I could tell she was a little crying a little bit. She said, but Bubba, if that's what you feel like you need to do, you do what you got, you feel, you do what you got to do because I don't understand everything you walk through. And I started talking to her and I said, you know what? I don't need to talk to one of my pastors. I need to talk to one of my friends. So I called my best friend. He's been my best friend. His name is actually Mark Guidry as well. So when I have to look up Mark, it's called Mark Gidry Jennings. So I know that I, well, I'm going to change it to Lake Arthur. But anyway. But we've been friends for 42 years. High school, we all that. We got, I got saved, and I ended up leading him to the Lord later. And I just talked to him. We went to a restaurant, and he's, he's got a lot of means. He's very wealthy, multi, whatever. And I said, you're not buying anything from me. I'm buying you lunch. I need to talk to you. I need to just talk to a friend, just tell you what I'm dealing with, what I'm going through. And as I began to share with him, he was just a friend. He said, Bubba, you went to the hospital to get fixed. They hadn't fixed you. But I'm here to help you. I'm here to give you encouragement. Encouragement means this, to pour courage into you. And that's why we need friends. That's why we do groups. That's why we call ourselves a family. When we talk about, we don't talk about members. We talk, this is a family. Because actually, in family, you can share your stuff. Come on. Now, some of your families, you don't share, share your stuff. They'll put it on the laundry line. <laughs> Let everybody see your stuff. But see, I believe this. If you want 
to go fast, you go alone. But if you want to go with somebody else, you'll get there. You see, look what the scripture says. It says, in each so that you may be healed. See, what happens, confess your sins to each other. Here's the thing. This is what I want you to understand. This is not in your notes. This is free, but you need to write it down. We confess our sins to God for forgiveness. Come on. We confess our faults to our friends for healing. You got that? You confess your sins to God. You confess your faults to your friends for healing. And here's the thing. Some of you have built a wall around yourself and you're isolated. Hello? And you need to make a commitment this year. I said, I'm breaking down the gate. I'm breaking down the walls. See, it's time. Here it is. The third point. It's time to get in tune with your purpose and your passion. How do you do that? You break walls down. You, get, you say, I need life. I need other people in my friend. You know, I need fellowship. And some of you go, I got enough fellows in my ship. I don't need no more. But that's what needs to happen. For some of you, you need to break those walls. See, the scripture says in Galatians, it says this. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not. How many of you thought that? And you had to come to, come on, I'm all, I'm all that. Come on, some of you men, you know, I talked to you about thinking, you know, you're all that. Women, you think you're all that. Back in the young days, the party day. Come on. You, would, you were all that. And God's saying, no, you weren't. They deceived themselves. How many of you deceived yourself? Come on. Come on, you go tuck in your shirt. I'm still there. You can't tuck that in anymore. Come on. You go, okay, am I a tucker or do I put it out because I don't want people to see my waistline? Come on. I just keep it out. They deceive themselves. Each one should test their what? Test means to discover who you really are. You need to stop trying to be someone else and be you. Like I shared earlier, time to take off the mask. Just God wants you to understand. He wants you to find yourself. In order to find yourself, the Bible, Jesus said you have to be willing to lose yourself first. You need to stop trying to be someone. Don't go through life. Here's the thing. You don't want to just go through life. You want to grow through life. And for some people, you feel like you're a victim of your circumstances because you're not willing to grow through life. You get stuck. Say it with me, stuck. And what God does, he comes in with his four-wheel drive, and he gets you out of the mud of life. Come on. He pulls the Jesus winch. I'm going somewhere with this, I promise. I don't know where yet, but I'm going somewhere. <laughs> you get that winch, and everybody else has tried to get you. You thought, well, money's going to get me out. This is going to get me out. Success is going to get me out. And it didn't get you out. You just got deeper and deeper in your stuff. And what God does, he goes, ah, it's easy. Come on. Let the power of Jesus touch your life. See, today you can have a next, you can have a new start. That's why, that's why we have next step, to get started. We're going to have a session at 1115. If you feel like this is where God's called you, you learn about the history, you learn about our heart, where we're going, what we're doing. You see, don't, you see, here's the fourth and final thing I want to talk to you about. It's time to do something greater than myself. 
Joy doesn't come from making money. I mean, we can go, hey, get your stuff. But that stuff ain't going to help you. And I'm not against, look at me. I'm not against for people being successful. I'm not against for people having things as long as those things don't have them. Are you hearing me? It's okay because if you get blessed, maybe you'll have a generous heart and you'll help someone else that needs to be helped. And I, I see that when people are generous when they're young and they keep that heart and they don't lose that, God brings success for them because he knows he can trust. And some people that are very successful don't even know the Lord, but they understand the, the principles of giving. Hello? And God's blessed them. You see, joy doesn't come from making money. Our sunny days or when LSU wins the national championship. Hey, look, I'm for Etienne. I want him to have a good game, but I want us to beat Clemson. I'm just being honest with you. Okay? We the real tiger. But anyway. It's when you do something in life that makes a difference in people's lives. You know, it's real joy comes through purpose and passion. I know what I'm supposed to do. But sometimes, you know, see, look, look what God says right here. In, in Ephesians, it says, God creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does. He wants us to be workers in the field with him. He said, the good work he has gotten ready for us to do. Work we had better be doing. Work we had better be doing. See, if, I de- if you decide and I decide my life is something greater to do something greater than myself, God will fill my life with passion and adventure. Why do I, you know, I like to travel. I've, got, I've gone to many other countries, ministered different places, seen people get saved, delivered. I get uh, emails. I get texts. I have Facebook messages of people that God really touched because I just went there and just spoke. It's just like when we came here, I had to make a step. Hello. I dreamed about moments like this where people would come, but there was, there was moments in our church where we'd pray for empty chairs that someone would fill it and that God would fill their lives. This is a dream become a reality. Are you hearing me? The first service we had, we had 19 people, half of them were our relatives and going, God bless you. Hope you make it. I mean, it really was. Tracy having to pick up our four boys and going, you better be, she goes, I want to know one thing. Did you hear from God? Because if you heard from God, I'm not, there's no argument. But if you didn't, I go, yes, ma'am. God? I started from that. And to see what God's doing. Now three campuses. Passing the baton to Pastor Josh. It's not because I had cancer. It's because it was the right season. And see, I, I want, if I dedicate my life for something greater to serve, I believe that God will bless it. Because it's not about me. It's not about, it's not like Toby Keith. It's about me. It's about I. It's about number one. No, it's not. Because that ain't no fun. That should be the end of, you know, they should add that lyric to it. It ain't no fun. You see, I can't go back and change the beginning. But here's what I can do. I can go back. I can change how I do things today, and so can you. You start. I'm here, Pastor Bob. It's not about. It's, here's the thing. It's not how you start. You'll remember. It's not how you start life. It's how you finish it. Are you hearing me? 
How many of you say, man, I didn't start too good? But you know what? I'm willing to let God bring the change. See, you need to know that we serve a God who can do this. He can do it. Look at me. I want to see the whites of your eyes. God can do it. God can change you. Every one of you. God is for you. He's not against you. Religion is against you because religion, you got to do this, do that, do that, jump through the loop like a little dog, you know, and all this stuff. And if you do all these things, then maybe. Listen, here's what you understand. When I bow my knee before the living God and you bow your knee and say, God, I repent. I ask you to forgive me, to change my heart, to change my life. God takes it serious. He washes us with his blood. And when we get up from that moment of commitment, that's a commitment for the rest of our lives. Are you hearing me? He sticks to his commitment. It's whether we stick to ours. The Bible said he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. You may be going through the worst times in your life. God says, I won't forsake you. I won't leave you. And some of you, you've believed the lie. And here, here's what I want. I want to say, I'm just a messenger. And God never sends a messenger with an empty envelope. I've just opened the envelope and saying, hey, that's all we can do as pastors. This is where it's at. I'm in life like you. I mean, I don't have. God's no respecter of persons. But if you're willing to make the step, if you're willing to go, you know what? Today is the day that I need change. Today is the day that I decide it's time. Huh? That's all I'm trying to do. Move. Quit looking at your face. Quit looking at this. Quit looking at your hurts. Quit looking at this. Quit doing those things. And trust God. Amen. It's time. It's time to decide. This is a new year, a new opportunity. And you can walk out of here different because you might have made a decision. A decision is saying, I'm not going to live this way. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to trust God wholeheartedly. How many of you want all of God? Come on. How many of you want all of God has for you? Then look at me. Here's the challenge. Are you willing to give all of yourself? You can't have all of God unless you're willing to give all of yourself. All? I've looked it up. In Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek, all means all. For all those smart people. I feel like I just stumble through life sometimes. Hello? My wife goes, sometimes you like, you just, you can make something happen and you make it funny. Or you can, how do you, sometimes I get up, I don't even have plans of what I'm going to have to say. That's why Pastor Josh and them give me notes. Because I got a lot of stories to say and I'm like, I'm like, but I need to go back and bring direction. So I don't want people to leave going, what did he say? I don't know if he had a good story. (laughs) If you want to make that commitment, you know it's time. I want to ask you, can we just all bow our heads and close our eyes and say, you know, Pastor Bubba, there's been hurts. Give that hurt to God. Pastor Bubba, there's, there's, there's just been things in my life. It's time to get honest. But Pastor Bubba, you don't understand. I, I mean, I have these habits that I, I've tried. I've tried. You know what? I, I know that sometimes some habits are really hard. But if you give it to God and you make an effort toward that, he'll give you the strength to walk through it. 
Pastor Bubba, you just don't understand. I mean, I've been through a lot of stuff. Get rid of the history. When you give your heart to Jesus, he wipes the slate clean. If you just bow your head and close your eyes, no one looking around, I'm just asking, Pastor Bubba, I need, I walked in here knowing that I need to bring change in my life. And I want to give my heart 100% of my life to God. This is the year that I'm going for it. And I need to give my life to Jesus. There's been some compromises, and I don't want to compromise anymore. I don't want to listen to those lies in my head. I want to listen to the truth that will set me free. If that's you this morning, I want you to raise your hand, and we will pray with you, and I'll pray for you. Thank you. Come on. You say, Pastor, I'm serious. I'm, this is the year. Thank you. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can put it down. Many people, if you're here this morning, say, listen, I just want to encourage you, don't leave the same. It's time for you to cry out to God and trust him. If that's you this morning, just raise your hand. I'm not going to beg anyone. That's you. Just say, I need to do that. I need to trust. I've had an issue with trust, but I'm going to trust him. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Can we all pray this prayer together? Put your hands down. Can we all pray this prayer together? God's going to break all these old habits, all these things that have been in your life. And, but I want us to pray. Say, dear, Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe on the cross you took my sin and my shame, my guilt, and you died for it. I believe that you faced hell for me. So what you wouldn't have to, I wouldn't have to go. And you rose from the dead to give me a place in heaven, a purpose on earth, and a relationship with your Father. Today, Lord Jesus, I turn from my sin to be born again. God is my Father. Jesus is my Savior. The Holy Spirit is my helper. And now heaven is my home. In the name of Jesus.